is like the perfect mascot yeah, for all that. They've like even Democrats now have to be like, well, Ronald Reagan, he was so great. Well, oh, Ronald Reagan, oh boy. What a fella. That old, oh, Dutch. Oh, the Gipper. Go out there and move on for the Gipper. Old Dutch. <laughs> He's a rapist. Did you know that? Yeah, I've heard. No. But what is, uh, what does the monkey have to say? Oh, what was the Bo Bonzo? I want to say Clyde, but that's Clint Eastwood's monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. Oh, I've in my heart of hearts, I know it's, I know it to be true. I don't, I don't recall. That's, <laughs> that speech he did about Iran Contra is like the most stupid, embarrassing shill shit ever. And <laughs> people just ate it up. It's like, well, I, I want to say I didn't do it, but I found out I did. So what you're saying is you did it, right? <laughs> what I oh, don't remember. Oh, sorry. My heart tells me it's not true. Well, it doesn't matter what your heart says, buddy, because you fucking did it. And then he got elected twice. <laughs> well, you know what? That's why you don't tell people you're going to raise their taxes, Walter Mondale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of all it was, right? Yeah. Whoops. That tactic. That's like, again, like the people harping on Lauren for not saying she's going to raise middle class taxes. Well, motherfucker, pay attention to history because anybody that says that is not going to win the general election. Yeah, it's still a pretty good tactic. Like, because, you know, people don't think about it. It's, oh, no, more taxes. Oh, no. Yeah, tax is bad. Taxes are fine if they were actually utilized for the public good instead of the military. <laughs> uh, public goods. You need those uh, F-35s. We need to build planes. And boats. We need big boats. Big boats. Big boats. We need big boat. <laughs> we don't have enough boats and horses. Yeah. Uh, well, the uh, Polish cavalry saved the day in World War Two, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, those... this is this is this is uh, VHS Cole. I'm Sean. <laughs> <laughs> this is VHS Cole and Kyle. VHS Cole. Um, Germans were eating horse meat for years after the Polish cavalry charge. <laughs> yeah, this is VHS cult where we talk about old politics, eighties <laughs> politics. Mm-hmm. We were watching eighties movies, so it makes sense. Yeah, it was, I was like no one was listening to like um Public Enemy or the Dead Kennedys in the eighties. They were telling everyone how bad Ronald Reagan was. I mean, no one listened. Public Enemy was so popular. I feel like someone had to be listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you guys weren't fighting the power. What happened? <laughs> People usually aren't. Oh, that's like uh, there's this thing uh, people are criticizing a uh, bread tube or left tube about being too white, which I kind of agree with, but only in the capacity that, yeah, they're fucking white nerds who talk about dork shit. Like, oh yeah, I'm really gonna stick it to the system by supporting the last uh, the last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking great job, boys and ghouls. Like, oh yeah, well, oh, if I critique this mainstream nerd shit will definitely radicalize people to the left because you can still support corporate garbage if you're on the left for some reason and that'll change the world we were talking about right before the podcast where a lot of films in the 80s and 90s and stuff and even now and sitcoms and stuff create this idea where everyone's gonna come from a middle class family you're gonna go to college you'll have a real career and be able to own a home and blah blah blah. that's not everyone's real life but that's basically who you see conducting the media, even the so-called independent media now. Like Twitter and most podcasts and 
uh, people on YouTube and shit, they're still part of like that upper middle class, like journalism class. You know what I mean? Right. It's fucking garbage. There's nothing out here for us poor folk. No, not us here in the cult. Nope. I say if you... I'm, I'm just looking to turn a Jeep into a jet ski. <laughs> if you never sold Xanax to pay for your wisdom teeth getting pulled, then this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> I saw you tweet that. Yeah, this is... You speak from a, from a personal experience. That's right. This is like real street shit. I, I, for, there was this like a period of time when we were really young where like shit was still working for the middle class. And, like, it was like, oh, maybe this generation will be the first generation in our family that can go to college and shit, right? And I was like, nah. I went to college, sort of. Yeah. Like, it didn't really work out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, oh, shit, I am still the only person to graduate from college, right? Our sister's a nurse. She's a, a, a oh. she doesn't have a four degree. I guess that's the, the, the distinction. But, yeah, mm. she has definitely. She, she got the best job. She has more education than I do and definitely has a better job. Mm-hmm. Can I get money for the arts? I wish, like. Real patrons still existed. <laughs> I don't know that uh, we're going to get some rich guy to fund us. I'm going to contact Elon Musk. <laughs> We've definitely right in his wheelhouse. We've never said anything mm-hmm. about him. Don't yeah. check my Twitter, that's for sure. <laughs> Elon Musk, pedophile. I heard that the only way he can achieve an orgasm is by strangling a kitten first. That's that sounds about right. You can't prove it. Well, I've like, heard. That quote from his ex-wife, right, where she's like, <laughs> Talking about, like, after their son died, right? And he was just like, listen, I'm the alpha in this relationship. I'm tired of your ass crying about a dead son. I gotta get rockets to Mars. Except for, that probably wasn't even his idea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anything is his own idea. That's like when you watch him on the Joe Rogan interview. He sounds like such a fucking blowhard when he's like, yeah, I just spent, spend." he, he like, hits the blunt, like, a little bit first, right? (laughs) And then, uh. Funding secured, pal. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, 420. Yeah, you know, I just think about big concepts. I just, I just, you know, well, how does the universe work and AI? You don't think about that shit, man. You think about money. <laughs> Dumb piece of shit. You're like, so I'm sure glad my, for my dad's emerald mine. And I don't care about labor rights. Can't have yellow in my factory. <laughs> what a joke. Yellow's an evil color. Mm hmm. He's got <laughs> stifles creativity or some shit. He's also got you should uh, re- get that surgery to take the yellow out of your eyes. I mean, I still stand Grimes. Like whatever. <laughs> I'm cra- I can't. I'm crazy. Yeah, it's too much. I'm crazy for her, man. I she has that particular brand of crazy that I'm all on board for. <laughs> the only girl. thing I don't like her is this her association with Elon Musk because it makes her say stupid shit. And she says a lot of stupid shit in general, but stupid shit that's like, come on. But whatever. Elon Musk has man titties, so. Oh, defamation <laughs> lawsuit. Well, you can see him through his shirt. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go through discovery on that one, Elon Musk? I don't got fucking money, Musk. All right. Well, yeah, this is VHS cult for real. It's real shit now. We're going to talk about the film that we watched. The film that we watched was Better Off Dead. My uh, favorite John Cusack movie as a kid. Maybe still my favorite John Cusack movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I liked it still. I hated it. Really? Yeah. Why? I can't stand it. Uh, I don't I don't think it's meant to be taken seriously. <laughs> well, it's just like a bad cartoon. And we'll talk about why that is. Because he was a cartoon writer. What do you mean? Yeah, it's uh, Eek the Cat Man. Right. And do you like Eek the Cat? I haven't watched it since I was a little kid. I remember even as a little kid, it was like, yeah, we'll watch it because it's on before X-Men. But, like, <laughs> I loved Eek the Cat. Not because Eek the Cat was great. Brave Elmo. Brave Elmo. Oh, that was me. Yeah, huh? yeah, fuck you. Hmm. We're going to dig into his secret past and his his bad dealings. Uh, so. I'm sure it's awful. I mean, didn't he make Legally Blonde? So it can't all be great. No, he made uh, Legally Blonde, a TV movie, which oh. was a sequel to it. For like, <laughs> that what was that family channel that used to exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore, I don't think. I don't know. Whatever. It's, uh, it's freeform now. Oh, okay. Uh, better off dead 1985 luckily it's only an hour and 37 minutes it uh apparently a lot of people on imdb agree with you because it's got a 7.1 what was your problem with it it's just too broad a comedy it's it sucks it's like fucking well let me i'll drop a few little bits of knowledge about our little director here and then going from that mindset i'll explain why i could not stand it so it's directed by savage steve holland he's a marvelously quirky and creative writer director producer and animator he was <laughs> born in uh 1960 yeah this sounds like some shit he wrote himself right born in 1960 holland earned the childhood name savage 
childhood nickname Savage after he kicked a kid in the teeth during a soccer game. On purpose? Yeah. So pretty savage. Huh. Uh, he's got. I thought it was a more fun nickname. Yeah, his uh, claim to fame beyond this film like is, of course, Eek the Cat and One Crazy Summer, which also has John Cusack in it. But we'll talk more about that. Doesn't Cusack hate that one? Uh, he hates this one too. <clears throat> he went on to direct uh, Nickelodeon TV shows with his pedophile friend Dan Schneider, who appears in this film. Uh, which reminds me, uh, Booger. Uh, the last time I remember seeing him was on iCarly, which is a Dan Schneider show. Mm-hmm. So, um, just right off the top, uh, he's a pedophile too, probably. <laughs> um, and you can tell that. I, I think that it's act, that possibility is enforced by this film because it shows some clear signs of arrested development. We'll get into that in a second. But uh, Amanda Weiss is in this film, too. She's the first person to be killed by Freddy Krueger in the Freddy Krueger (laughs) franchise. So that's pretty cool. She plays um, Debbie, his girlfriend at the beginning that leaves him for Ski Man. Isn't it Beth? Oh, Beth, whatever. Debbie, Beth. Oh, her name is Debbie in in, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I said Nightmare Before Christmas, don't I? John Cusack is our star. I found this interesting note about him in IMDb. He's the product of a passionately liberal Irish Catholic family. He often visits the radical Berrigan brothers when he was growing up. And like them, his mother still gets arrested for anti-militarism and pro-human rights protests. Uh, The Berrigan brothers are two Jesuit priests, two Irish Jesuits, Irish-American Jesuit priests that they're basically like, fuck Vietnam, Vietnam's bullshit, blah, blah, all that stuff in the 60s. They got arrested multiple times. Just like anti-war, civil rights activists, they're pretty cool. So, John Cusack's family, pretty cool. Uh, his, this great quote from John Cusack I got here. You ready for it? Yeah. says, I was a teen star. That's disgusting enough. <laughs> John Cusack hated this movie. Holland said, Cusack basically walked up to me and was like, you know, you, you tricked me. Better Off Dead was the worst thing I've ever seen. I'll never trust you as a director ever again, so don't speak to me. And then he made. <laughs> oh, this is on the set of one. This is on oh. the set of ones. It's crazy summer, and he was just really upset. And I said, "What happened? What's wrong?" And he just said that I sucked, and it was the worst thing he'd ever seen, and that I had used him and made a fool out of him, and all this other stuff. It was so out of left field that it just floored me. That seems a little strange. I feel like you gotta know what movie you're making, but I, maybe I don't know what went on. I mean, it depends on how it's shot and that sort of thing. What takes they use? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, so that was um, on the set of One Crazy Summer. They had, like, a screening of Better Off Dead because they were filmed kind of back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So John Cusack was already stuck in oh, one making crazy. One Crazy Summer. And this was the... Apparently, they screened One Cra- or Better Off Dead on set of One Crazy Summer. And it sounds like they may have been the first time that John Cusack saw the completed film. And he was not pleased. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this basically is the root of why I cannot stand this movie is because according to Savage Steve Holland, the film is mostly autobiographical. Holland was really suicidal when his high school girlfriend left him for a captain of the ski team. He also really did have a paper boy named Johnny Gasparini who would harass him for $2 according to Holland when the film came out. The ex-girlfriend contacted him to apologize, which uh, that sounds like some major bullshit that he threw in there. I don't think the ex-girlfriend called to apologize about this grudge he held for 30 fucking years. (laughs) Yeah, so that's why I don't like the film, because this is just some uh, Arrested Development nerd fantasy, like, redemption story for this fucking loser. And it's all misogynistic and women as tools and all that sort of stuff. This garbage really pissed me off. (laughs) Oh, and then um, big fact here that kind of relates to some recent headlines uh, the burger, there's an animated sequence where the burger comes alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Or that. he brings it to life like Dr. Frankenstein in one of the cringiest parts of the movie. I think all the animated sequences are really cringy. All of the, every aside where it tries to become surreal or like retro or uh, fantasy like yeah. are fucking just god awful. It's like, oh, like they let you make cartoons after this. <laughs> Uh, plays everybody wants some by Van Halen from their 1980 album Women and Children First. Um, Billie Eilish doesn't know who Van Halen is. Does that upset you? 
Should it? No, nah, I don't give a fuck about Van Halen. <laughs> I'm glad she doesn't know who they are. They might accidentally influence her music in some way. <laughs> yeah, but everyone freaked out this week because Billie Eilish was on Jimmy Fallon or one of those other Cracker Late Night shows. I guess not Cracker, Honky Late Night shows. And he used the correct epithet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he is a wealthy whites. Um, yeah, and everyone's like, she was new Van Halen. Is what the fuck? Is She's 17. Who the fuck? Listens to Van Halen anyways. I'm, like, firmly entrenched in, like, music of the 80s. But, like, you know, good shit. Not Van Halen. <laughs> I'm more Van who Van Halen is, and I just know some of their songs. I'm I know a, they're all trash. I'm aware that a bass player has no fucking sense of rhythm. Yeah, I've thought Van I've seen Hot for Teacher in that goddamn music video. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> He's, like, snapping off key <laughs> or off beat. Uh, he was like uh, Lupita Nyong'o in um, the beginning of Us. She's like, come on, get on beat. And she's so off. <laughs> um, hey, look, Ma, I got rhythm. Yeah, but that that aspect of Lupita Nyong'o's character serves the film. The guy in Hot for Teacher, the bass player, just didn't have any rhythm. Maybe. Honestly, like, I was so shocked. Obviously, people are mostly upset because it's um, older men. Who are just trying to shit on a young girl, right? Yeah, it's just really it's a bunch of dudes that grew up were in high school in the eighties and like like oh I love Van Halen. I'm no, it's not even dudes that grew up in the eighties. Oh it's yeah, just yeah, dudes in true. general. It's like dudes that wish they grew up in the eighties. Or dudes in general that just like to oh this is a young girl who's finding success. Blah blah. blah. I I do like her relationship with her brother and so I don't really know her career. I know not really very little about anybody's yeah. personal life, so you're you're losing me. But go ahead. Well, no, it has to do with her musical like outfit I mean, and stuff too. Yeah. It's kind of like that's kind of weird too. So I'm not saying she's like a hero yeah, or anything. He write her songs or some shit? Yeah, and he's dating a girl that looks exactly like her, and like he kind of like seemed to have control over her image and like the lyrics, and kind of seemed to be sexualizing her in a weird way. But uh, I don't know enough to speak heavily on it. It just seems that seems kind of odd to me. So I'm not trying to laud her as if she's the savior of a generation or anything. But the Van Halen thing is nothing. Yeah, I I could have sworn Van Halen was just a punchline. Like, yeah, um, well, they're not significant. They're not I'm gonna get some hate for this, but they're not a significant uh, figure in musical history. No, like uh, eat shit if you think they are. Well, David Lee Roth had um, uh, a lot of STIs. <laughs> some even. And then they got it. Sammy Hagar, who looks like Guy Fieri. I don't know. All the skiing scenes well, were shot. He did karate on stage. Awesome, man! That's just as cool as Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> All the skiing scenes were shot in Utah. Everything else is just in Southern California. That seems weird. Uh, Southern California or Northern California? Even Southern California has, uh, has has ski slopes. I think it was because of like the time period they were shooting it in. Oh, because they shot in like November and December, and then they didn't do the skiing stuff until the very end. And maybe there just like wasn't enough snow on some of the mountains. Or maybe it's cheaper to shoot in Utah. Who knows? Yeah, well, the movie takes place in Northern California somewhere because they mention Northern Calif- that they're in Northern California at one point, but I've, well, it's not a part of Northern California I've ever seen. <laughs> I've never seen houses that big, except for maybe, uh, yeah, what is it, some. Blackhawk, the gated community <laughs> where all the rich people hide. Savage Steve Holland. I don't like this guy. Um, You've already said. Well, let's talk about Dan Schneider a little bit. So Dan do, Schneider. Do we have to? Yeah, just to it's for people that don't know. I know it's like kind of a meme, so people are kind of aware of it. Dan Schneider's in this film. Uh, he basically plays himself, I think. Right, just the creepy fat weirdo <laughs> that's like um basically sexually harassing a, a young girl. So. Yeah, but he doesn't do anything with her feet, so. Yeah, I mean, maybe he didn't develop, or he didn't have enough control on this film to just put his fetish everywhere, like a Quentin Tarantino, if you will. <laughs> or at least Quentin Tarantino, it's uh, adult women. <laughs> can say that much for old QT. Yeah, but Dan Schneider, uh, he was on Who's the Boss? Uh, head of the Class. Head of the Class. <laughs> Whatever. Class. I don't know. Tony Danza. <laughs> 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 head, uh, head of the Class, who was in that? Scott Bale? <laughs> <laughs> Scott Beowulf. Um, yeah, and then he was in this movie and a few other, like, 80s pieces of shit. And then somehow he went on to become, like, creative director and producer at Nickelodeon. And he did some Disney shows there, too. Didn't the, that Jimmy Lynn Spears show is... Is that Disney? That's Disney. Oh. 
Well, he started on like all that, I think, and then the Amanda Bynes show, and then <laughs> uh, for Amanda? I Carly. Yeah. He supposedly is the father of Jamie Lynn Spears' baby. Yeah, that's the the weird, crazy rumor, right? I kind of believe it, man. There's so such weird shit in those shows, and like some of the behind the scenes footage they have of him with the girls, like. Something's going on for real. There was one point I'm reasonably confident he asked for feet pictures on Twitter from from kids. Girls, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I know it's kind of like a joke at this point to have a foot fetish or whatever, but generally, I don't think it's that unhealthy or weird. No, I, okay. Fetish. Let me clarify here. I don't think it's. I think it's perfectly fine to have a foot fetish. Yeah. If the people you have a fetish for are over eighteen and like willing participants and willing participants in your in your foot fetish, not that you wrote them into weird scenarios and your weird Nickelodeon TV shows so that they had to show their feet all the time. Because there's like a um. Like uh, super foot, super cut, yeah, like super cuts of all the foot shit and like R. Carly and whatever, Ariana, yeah, Ariana Grande's show, yeah. So yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. I'm absolutely convinced he's a pedophile. And then he became friends with Savage Steve Holland on the set of this film. And then Savage Steve Holland was the director on multiple episodes of all those shows that Dan Schneider was the executive producer on. And uh, he seems like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and like I said, so when he was born in 1960, this film came out in 1987. So he is 27 years old. We'll say maybe he finalized the screenplay around 25 or whatever. And that, you know, got the go ahead to get it made. He fucking hasn't gotten over this dumb shit from high school. And he's going to carry that grudge to make this really bad goofy team well i mean like here's the thing I, i'll i don't you could not he may have already given up the grudge and still thought it was a good uh, story you know what i mean like oh he was wrong though <laughs> it's a story that's been told a thousand times well i mean this is like every john cusack movie in the 80s pretty much yeah what's the say anything yeah that's john hughes though so it's a little bit better presumably i haven't seen it in a long time and weird science wasn't very good <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing with John Hughes too. He's like you. Everybody remembers the good ones, but there's plenty of ones that aren't that great. Baby's Day Out. Yeah. <laughs> Except for there's a part in that film where the baby's crawling and two pipes are being. I'm pretty sure he wrote Home Alone. Where <laughs> pipes are like giant metal bars, you know, for skyscrapers are being raised up, and they conveniently come together just as the baby crawls across it. Man, that's cinema. <laughs> that's writing. Uh, yeah, I just think it's weird that this is really the only film he made aside from one crazy summer and then one crazy summer is also just a self-insert fantasy fulfillment movie that's about, a lot of 80s movies like again weird science is just a self-insert fantasy movie too yeah i guess my problem is i just don't like nerds <laughs> despite the fact that you were one i've always been like a different kind of nerd though you know what i mean like it was all oh, nerds like Star Wars and they're mad about girls and weird shit. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh, I like punk rock and horror movies and girls talk to me and I like hanging out with girls. <laughs> like I've always been like outcast and like different than other people, but <laughs> like not, I'm not the same as these boys. You know what <laughs> That's I mean? what they all say. Like I'm legit not. That's what they all say. <laughs> I don't share you comments. can keep saying it all you want, but it doesn't prove anything. Uh, anyone who spends time with me will immediately know that I'm not <laughs> anything like these people. Yeah, this is the weird fantasy wish fulfillment of do jaded dudes from high school is just uh, I don't know. I guess I can't handle it anymore. Like I just see it, and I'm like, Ugh, look at this. This is all the propaganda I just have shit. To accept that them for what it is, because it's so much of what the '80s output was, and it's still a lot of what like teen movies are these days. Yeah, the, that's my problem with it. Is it? It's um, it's been so pervasive and endless that it's you can see the effects of it on culture and how people interact with each other. Like the weird entitlement that boys have, you know, or a magic girl from France is gonna come along and fix everything for you. Sacre bleu. Yeah. Also, John Cusack's just such a fucking wiener in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, editing's bad. Pacing is bad. Oh, editing is really bad. They um. I do like uh, the Howard Cosell guys though. Oh, here's another shitty thing about that. So they hired a Japanese actor to do that. And he spent a lot of time doing research on Howard Cosell. Oh, that's not him doing the impersonation? Nope. He Fire. got the impersonation like just right. And he even like put a little twist on it so that there was like a light Japanese touch to it, which uh-huh. would have been perfect for the character. 
And they just overdubbed it. Oh, it's bullshit. With the Howard Cosell impersonator. Yeah. And then every gag in it is fucking dumb. Like, it's like, yeah, these are the crazy fantasies I had when I was a crazy teenager. <laughs> wow, man, they should let you I make cartoons. I just like cartoons. the whole idea, like, the entire movie is based around a fucking ski-off. <laughs> like, who the fuck relates to that shit? I don't like the... I mean, I like the movie because it's so fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that makes it interesting is how weird it is. But it, you can just see it's from the, the neuroses of some annoying dude that you wouldn't want to spend any time with. <laughs> And John Cusack's cool in, like, his own, like, John Cusack way. And this movie just, I don't know, there's just something about him being, like. You're like, no, it'd be, he, say anything, John Cusack. Or, I don't know, just, like, I, you're better than this, John Cusack. <laughs> I agree with what he, he said. He seems to agree. Yeah, I agree with what he <laughs> said to the director, because he does come across as just, like, a fucking idiot in this movie. And I, I, I remember, in my memory... There was more suicide attempts. I thought Me that too. was a big part like of the movie. Five, I remember like a whole bunch of suicide attempts. Like it being a more prominent piece of the movie. Yeah, because th- that's what I would, thought would be interesting is like comically lampooning like dumb suicide attempts. But he only like really tries like two. And they're not, they're pretty half-hearted. I guess that's what you do as a teenager, but. That's what Savage Steve Holman was doing. He shouldn't. You didn't need to apologize to him because he wasn't serious. He was just being a little baby. Yeah, I mean, you can be for sure depressed in high school, but that's not what's presented in this film. Well, okay, you can be depressed in high school. I, you can be depressed because your girlfriend dumped you. You shouldn't be de- well, no, depressed. Well, that's, that's not depression, though, that you're sad. Yeah. That's not depression, though. He's just... Sad because his girlfriend for six months dumped him and they didn't seem to go with the captain of the ski team. Well, that's the thing is they didn't seem to have much of a relationship anyways, right? She didn't really seem to like him. Yeah, they just have that one flashback to them meeting and it's just goofy. Like you can tell like he thought when he wrote it, he's like, yeah, we'll have the internal monologues of the two kids to show how awkward the kids are and how self-conscious they are, blah, blah. It's going to be so great, man. It's going to be cutting edge. This is fucking garbage. <laughs> it was done so poorly. I did, Again, I just thought everything was supposed to be intentionally tongue-in-cheek, but apparently he was fucking serious about some of this shit. Well, yeah, he's trying to make a mockery of it. You could tell he comes from an animation background and he's going to go on to make cartoons, right? You know, it's got mm, yeah. the, pay, the rough pacing Someone of the Someone throw a pie or something. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it just doesn't work anywhere. And yeah, all it does is just ruin the pace of the movie. It's one of those movies where it's like, this scene happens, and then this scene happens. Yeah. And then what about this scene? In my memory, I remember the two brothers with the Howard Cosell voice and the race being presented better. And also like the... Yeah, I thought it was more like a through line in the movie. And the same thing with the newspaper case. Mm-hmm. Instead of it just being some gags that showed up once in a while and didn't have anything to do with the character growth yeah now that you mentioned that's true i I thought in my memory i remember the uh howard cassell twins and then the the paper boy being a more actual pieces of the story of the plot or i i i guess i was an idiot as a kid or i just like you just just made your own movie well yeah my my memory is like filled in the slots because yeah i really thought there was more like character growth for John Cusack's character and it had to do with like the racing and the newspaper boy, but he doesn't do any of that shit. It's all Monique. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's just this magic girl from France comes in and she for some reason likes this dope enough to just fix his life. It's fucking annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's like every, when everyone, when you're sad and depressed, that sort of thing, you do want to be comfort, comforted by another person. So I understand like the the want or the yearning to have like some magical girl or boy or someone in between or whatever show up and like help you through it or whatever. But that's, that's just your like selfish impulse. You don't need to make a whole fucking movie about it with your dream French girl. <laughs> <laughs> And she came to America just to watch the Dodgers. Do they even watch baseball in France? <laughs> I don't buy it. <laughs> I can't imagine France is a big baseball country. 
I can't. Uh, she also called them the Brooklyn Dodgers at one point, and she's about thirty years late on that one. The, when did they stop being the Brooklyn Dodgers? Fifty-seven, fifty-eight. Oh, there. I was about to be like, well, definitely all my life. So eighty-seven, <laughs> not Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> the Brooklyn Dodgers. The oh, Brooklyn I've come Dodgers. here to America to live with this fat boy and his mother and nurse. This poor depressed slob back to health. And yeah, and there's like she has um a crush on him from afar for no reason. Yeah, like the first time she sees him, it's like, oh look at this boy in his station wagon. It might be because John Cusack, I found out, is six foot two. Oh man, he, he's going, he's cleaning up on Tinder. That's right. Well, I've read that before I watched the movie, and I was like, well, I had no idea because he's always like kind of hunched over. You can see girl. in this movie, he's like, why doesn't he beat the shit out of this guy? Oh, yeah, the whole movie, I was just watching how much taller he was than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh okay. Yeah, it's, it is true, isn't it? It is true. So thin in this movie, too. Yeah. Did you ever watch um, the movie where he plays Brian Wilson? Him and Paul Dano play Brian Wilson at different points in his life. Oh, no, I haven't. Which is weird, because I like Brian Wilson. Yeah, you should watch it. It's pretty good. I, I've um, long had this, like... I've long been convinced that at some point in John Cusack's career, he's going to win, like, a Best Actor Oscar. Like there's just gonna be one role that comes up where he does it because he's he's consistently got a good actor. You know what I mean? It's just he just gets bad roles, and it's honestly because he's not like leading man handsome, and he's never in shape. Well, he's getting to that point now in his in his career where he doesn't have to be in shape to get a, to get an Oscar. Yeah, he can do Tom Hanks stuff now. I mm-hmm. think. Hmm. What would be a beloved figure that John Cusack could be? Ronald Reagan. The Gipper. I could see him being Ronald Reagan. Yeah, he actually could play Reagan. Yeah. Uh, I, I, as I read earlier, though, his family is staunch liberal Irish Catholics. Uh, it's going to be uh, the, the uh, what, VP. What was that? The Dick Cheney one. What was it called? It came out like last year. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, yeah. With, um, With Christian Bale? Yeah. That was called Vice. Vice. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll his will just be called Prez. Prez. Oh, it'll be directed by Ann Adam McKay. Yeah, no, we're McKay. gonna do it. Fuck him. Uh, you know, um, so his name's this is just an aside, I guess. Adam McKay, right? Mm-hmm. You think he pronounces it McKay? McKay. How would you pronounce it? Matt well, McKay? um, <laughs> the famous uh lead singer of Minor Threat and Fugazi. Mm-hmm. It's Ian McKay. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting, right? Whatever. Yeah, better off dead. What did you think of the soundtrack? I didn't pay attention. It's out of in one ear, out the other. Garbo. What about when they have dinner together with the frozen meals? <laughs> that was the Christmas present, wasn't it? Yeah, and he plays the sax. Yeah, that was romantic, right? Yeah, super romantic. <laughs> that dude, uh, he, he worked at Charburger for a second, and the dude kicked him out. Why do you let him go back after hours to have dinner? <laughs> he saw the keys. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I had the keys to Dilly's Deli for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Could have got some fucking potato soup. Could have gone there, got the soup. It would have been, like, frozen overnight, though. I don't give a shit. I can take it home. I have a house. I can warm it up there. That's a good point, yeah. You still got those keys? I do still have the key. They have to have changed the lock by now, though. It's been so long. I don't even know if that place is still open, actually. So long. Get, go in the Bameka. Go in there. Get some free sandwiches. I'm going to sec- make it the biggest Dilly's Club. <laughs> check the security cameras that don't work. Unless, <laughs> they, unless they fix them. See us on there making I, Every place I've ever worked that had security cameras, they did not work. Except for... Uh, There'd always be like one that works. Except for the financial company. That, that place yeah. definitely. They, they worked there. Yeah, any like food service type place I worked, they, it was like, we got five security cameras, one of them works. And it's like the one at the entrance. They, if you see people <laughs> walk in, that's it. It's really easy to steal. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be afraid, kids. First, you get the silverware. <laughs> Then you can eventually you get enough. You steal enough from a restaurant that you open your own restaurant. Uh, oh, God. I don't know. You got notes? Nah, not really. Um, there really wasn't much to talk about on this one. This is the most, possibly the most disappointing 
experience I've had on this podcast. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember it. Like even as a kid, I don't remember it being like a great movie. So I wasn't really expecting it to be uh, to be anything. It's not the last dragon. I thought it was gonna be funnier, cuter, more of a novelty or something. It was just bad. It was like everything I hated about the '80s condensed into one movie. This is the complete opposite of when I watched Brazil. I remember when I watched Brazil, we watched Brazil, and I was like, you know, this is the perfect like cross section of like uh, special effects, money, and like studios staying and out acting of movies. And <laughs> I was wrong. The eighties were garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not going to get any better next week either. What are we watching next week? Can't tell you yet. I don't know. We're gonna watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> It's not the sequel, though. Remember when the sequel got popular for the memes? Because of Garbage Day. Oh, yeah. Garbage Day. Oh. Yeah, that's better off. Or Silent Night. That's better off Dead, too. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Yeah, we're going to watch the first one. I also learned about um a French uh, Christmas movie called 1513. Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. And it's like, uh, it came out in 1989, a year before Home Alone. But it's basically Home Alone if it was taken seriously. <laughs> so I'm going to try to watch that. With uh, ghosts? What? Ghosts? No, why? I don't know. You said it was a scary movie. Oh, is it like it's, well, oh, it's, it's like Robert's action? Violence, yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Um, so I'm trying to watch that. The uh, person who made it, the Frenchman who made it, actually... La Christopher Columbus. He tried to sue... Uh, the production company that made Home Alone and stuff like that for s- stealing his work. I don't know. If it came out a year apart, that Home Alone was already well into production when this movie came out. Yeah, right. John Hughes wrote that shit in a weekend. <laughs> now, even if he wrote it, wrote it in a weekend, I'm telling you, it takes more than a year to make Home Alone. Yeah, but... So, John Hughes wrote that script before he saw... He, I don't know. Before that movie even came out, is what I'm saying. Hmm... That's the same thing that people say, like, Judge Dredd co- copied The Raid, right? But because Judge Dredd came out a year after The Raid... But Judge Dredd was in production before The Raid was in production. You mean Dredd? Dredd, sorry. Yeah. Not Judge Not Dredd. Judge Dredd. I was like, <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. I am the law. Yeah. Carl Urban as Dredd. That's a pretty good movie. I copied The Raid, though. <laughs> I'm going to you, bitch. <laughs> the Raid's better than Dredd, though. Sorry, Dredd. Uh, I think I like Dredd better than The Raid, but whatever. I just, man. They the Raid 2 wasn't very good. It was all right, but yeah, it was, the first one was better. I just, man, I just like people getting kicked in the knees and they should <laughs> break it and stuff. That's the kind of action I like. Oh, did you see the new Mulan trailer? Nah, it look good. It's like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon stuff. Really? Yeah, they're making it like a Chinese. They're taking it seriously? Chinese epic martial arts film, yeah. Oh, they're trying to get that Chinese money. I was like, ooh. Did you see Taskmaster? Ooh. Oh, you mean fucking... Uh, Motocross man? <laughs> a generic special forces action figure guy? <laughs> Someone was saying it's because China has like this weird aversion to bones and skulls. Oh, yeah. You can't have occult stuff in China. So I think a skull face would probably be bad. That doesn't mean they have to make the rest of his costume completely bland. That's stupid. Well, the skull face is what makes Taskmaster. Well, so also, like, yeah. Get... Stop trying to court the Chinese audience. Who gives a shit? Just make a fucking movie because you want to. It's Black Widow. <laughs> Yeah, they're, but they're not gonna go see a, a white woman action star, anyways. Scott Johansson is uh, East Asian. I said white woman. What do you want from me? She's yeah, Sakura Johansson. <laughs> Sakura Johansson. Yeah, no, she, remember when she was in Ghost in the Shell? <laughs> and she said that white women should be able to play anyone they want. Yeah, that's just some Twitter shit. Everyone's always dunking on Scott Johansson about that. Have you watched uh, her new movie with Adam Driver, which is another Noah Noah Baumbach joint about family familial collapse you know, in the upper middle class? I already saw the, uh, the whale and the squid and the whale. So I don't yeah, know. squid and the whale. Uh, uh, yeah, it's because uh, like our friend Savage Steve Holland, he, he never got over he never got his parents divorced when he was a teenager. <laughs> so you just fucking make that movie a hundred times. No, I haven't seen it. it. Didn't come out yesterday. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I just like. Uh, I don't know. Adam Driver's cool. I'm way tired of Scott Johansson. Uh, I don't think they'll have any on-screen chemistry together. I can't even see them as a couple. Well, they're not like divorced, so they don't necessarily have to. Yeah, and then Noah Baumbach just yeah, he just keeps making upper middle class divorce shit. Compl- everything he's done is like so unrelatable to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like his last movie, the what was the first one that he did that people used to? The Squid and the Whale, right? No, it was one before Squid and the Whale, but but it was basically about him in in his college years. Mm. Very autobiographical again. Yeah, I don't know. The Meyerowitz stories was the last movie he did with like Adam Sandler and stuff. I watched it and I was like, I mean, I guess because maybe I gotta be Jewish to get it, or do I have to be? Uh, upper middle class New York brownstone living ass rich jerk. That's things. It's so fucking same thing I was talking about. Like, I don't fucking know anyone who lives like this. That's why I only watch gangster movies, man. <laughs> from the street. <laughs> you, there's so, so many gangsters. Oh yeah, I mean, some of my friends used to make records. Some of my friends sell drugs. Now all my friends sell drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I've been friends with people that are gang affiliated and drug dealers and stuff since most of my adult life. Um, that's why you. This is a very specific voice for a podcast, and you should tell all your friends about it because uh, I don't give a fuck about the He-Man cartoon. <laughs> I was thinking. Um, uh, speaking of that, you watch He-Man and Masters of the Universe. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll watch it eventually. But um, there, there's like this growing sort of. Not movement. That's like giving it too much, like create, like too much gravitas. But uh, a lot of like artists now will make their own like independent toy lines based off of like like their own cartoon idea, but not a cartoon that exists or anything. You know, yeah, it's just I, their idea. I'm not familiar with this this growing trend. I just noticed a lot, like a lot of highlights from like design conventions and stuff. People have their own like toy lines that they've designed. It's because 3D printing's gone so easy. Yeah, and I was like, man, that's pretty fucking cool. I'd make my own toy line. Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane, working on that new Spawn movie, 2021, Spawn. Who's Spawn? I am. <laughs> you heard it here, here, for, here. Did they cast him? Michael B. Jordan. No, I don't think it's ever going to get made, because he's trying to do it independently. He's fucking rich still, probably, though, right? Oh, he's got to be, right? Plus, people would be psyched to see a Spawn movie, I think. I don't know. It's not like a Marvel-type audience. It may not get that big but I think there's enough people I'd be like oh fuck yeah Spawn really he's back I think it's John Leguizamo to re uh, to do the clown again yeah. he's the best part they may as well and then he he did that same character again in Moulin Rouge <laughs> <laughs> man John Leguizamo is dope whatever happened to that him. guy he's still doing stuff he uh, really? had a Netflix comedy special uh, sort of comedy oh just more like spoken word like yeah. Henry Rollins does where it's like storytelling yeah, exactly. but it's like kind of stand up it was really know? good you should watch it I will. I like John Kazama. I remember his old stand-up. He had a lot of, like, New York jokes I didn't understand. <laughs> what was it like, yo, how do you get an Italian baby to suck on a pacifier? You gotta put a hair on it. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Is it okay for me to say that since Italians are white? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, that one seems kind of risky, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. John Leguizamo said it. He's <laughs> all of skin as well. He's the pest. <laughs> I forgot about that fucking. Yeah. <laughs> what was um, this, uh, Chicano militant minute? Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> forgot all about that. John Leguizamo. Man, he used to be a shit. He is. He's still a shit. Don't don't take the shit away from John Leguizamo. Fucking remember when he was Tybalt, Prince of Cats, and Romeo and Juliet? Oh yeah, he was great as Tybalt. He's fucking cats. badass. Man. Fashion icon in that, honestly. Right, he's got his two guns out. He's like, "Fuck you, Romeo." He Fuck kills, you, Leo. Kills Mercutio. Man, I want to watch that shit again. I gotta wait till summertime though. That feels like a summertime movie. Summer, summer, summertime. Romeo and Juliet. Baz Luhrmann, the greatest director of this or any generation. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh. it. I love his work on The Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> There was a cool, like, art deco motif in Great Gatsby that he worked with pretty well. I mean, his art design is always good. It's just, like, doesn't quite hit the mark with, like, acting and directing all the time. And the Great Gatsby, like, still having a reverence for the 20s instead of, like, actually, like, critiquing it. Yeah, Robert Redford's Great Gatsby is a better movie. Robert Redford? You mean Brad Pitt's dad? (laughs) I think you mean uh, Brad Pitt is Robert Redford's clone. He does look so much like him now. 
I think I told you when I there's a scene where he's in profile driving in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's like, oh, that's, <laughs> What's Robert Redford doing here? What's Robert Redford doing on the screen? He's not ginger though. Robert Redford got so wrinkly. Yeah, he's one of those dudes that's like, ah, I'm not gonna do plastic surgery. Fuck you. He still looks good though. Just a lot of wrinkles. I guess that's just good bone oh, structure for you. People, people get old. Yeah. Uh, what what movie did we watch? Better off dead. Oh yeah, it sucks. I don't. Know. That's why we didn't talk about it. Uh, if you watched it, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I, again, no, like, you, you have to go it, into yeah. it with like the right. So, I, this is true for a lot of these movies. Like, if you go in to some of these movies looking for a good movie, you're gonna be disappointed. Like Ghoulies, not a good movie. It was better than this. I don't know. I had just as much fun watching. Eh. I don't know. I, maybe I would watch Ghoulies again before I watch Better Off Dead. I had absolutely watched Ghoulies before Better Off Dead. In fact, Ghoulies is like from um I like it so much for like how weird and bad it is that it's like uh to f- find a date. I'll have to someone it has to be someone <laughs> who likes Ghoulies. <laughs> I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. Remember that dude that used to ju- pick his friends based on whether or not they liked uh, I Heart Huckabees? Oh yeah. <laughs> That shit's dumb though, because I heard Huckabees is a movie for libertarian idiots. <laughs> Ghoulies is for us cool kids. Ghoulies is sexy monster movie. That's what I'm into. Eh, not really sexy. What? Remember when he comes out and he's vamping all over the place? His... Ah, my son is here. <laughs> yeah, it's David Bowie, Cobra Commander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was the special victim. Yeah, she gets SVU'd in it. Hey, well, fuck, we didn't watch Ghoulies. We watched that after that. A bunch of people, the uh, French girl gets special victim in that. Yeah, she gets sexually harassed by Fat Man, Dan, Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider, Dan Holder Tider Schneider. Oh. There's a whole bunch of like those memes about his nicknames. But yeah, basically, Dan Schneider, pedophile. Savage Steve Holland by association, pedophile. Elon Musk, pedophile. Um... Donald Trump pedophile. Donald Trump pedophile. Ronald Reagan pedophile. Uh, Bill Clinton. No, yeah, pedophile. Yeah, probably. Pedophile. Um, I don't know. Probably both the Bushes. I don't know. Here's, I, I just know. think maybe... Def, I mean, Bush Bush 1 definitely seemed like he was sexually harassing some people, but I don't know if I want to... You can just be a sexual assaulter and not diddle children. So oh, that's true. But w, not, w might just be a uh, regular plain old rapist. <laughs> Yeah. Was he accused of rape? I just the, 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 I don't know. Like, the following... w is, he's done a lot of shitty things. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need to make up shitty things he did. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually heard anything to that extent. But it's just like so many of the presidents are sex offenders that it's like, well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Jimmy Carter. Yeah, he seems like the one, huh? You wouldn't expect it. He's like, <laughs> I built you this house. To rape you. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna come over here on my peanut farm. We wanna see some of Jimmy Carter's peanuts. <laughs> I got two very special ones right here in my my peanut pants. That's terrible. We we don't elect the best, huh? Or I guess you the best don't make it to the top the upper echelons of power, huh? Yeah. Or making it to the upper echelons of power allows you to indulge in all your negative thoughts and fantasies. That's the thing though, is like I'm not really interested in sexual assault of any kind. So I don't know why getting gaining power would make me want me to sexually assault people. Well, here's the thing, Kyle. I think that they're not necessarily... It's not necessarily like, oh, I got power and I'm going to sexually assault people. It's, it's more like, hey, I like sexually assaulting people and now I have power. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one precludes the other. Or maybe it's just that they have that desire for power and it extends to all things. Yeah, it's true as well. Huh. You know what it is? Is that People are complicated as fuck. Nah, not really. They're, you're either a good person or a pedophile. <laughs> that's it. That's a, that's the two lines: good person or pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> nah, there's 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 layers to it, like a, like a Shrek, if you will. <laughs> All right, cool. Blair off dead sucks. Next week we're gonna watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. It will be better. Well, no, it's gonna be a um, worse. As far as production value goes, but I think it might be more enjoyable. Yeah. Maybe. People, yeah, we'll, we'll I don't find know. out. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Wrong plenty of yeah. I don't know, it's got guns in it. Better off dead didn't have any guns in it. They had a sword fight at the end. No, it was a ski fight. <laughs> yeah. 
I hate when people use sticks like they're swords. Yeah, they should just get real swords. Do it like a man. <laughs> uh, that's VHS Colt. VHS Colt. Sorry, we didn't talk about Better Off Dead. It wasn't very good. <laughs> Go to McVentureProductions.com. Yeah, um, we need money so that I can stop selling drugs. <laughs> I'm not actually selling drugs. Don't tell the FBI. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. So, I don't know. We got some of that shit. We got Twitter and Instagram. Get those those tweeter fingers. And then, um, have a good Christmas. See you next week for more Christmas movies. That's a good remix. <laughs>